Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Texas Business Journals. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this episode, Houston Business Journal Managing Editor Jonathan Adams dives into the real estate market with Houston Association of Realtors Chair Jennifer Wahab, a realtor with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate in Katy. So Jennifer, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm a team leader, so I have a team of seven and have been in real estate for about 12 years now. And then this year, I also serve as the chair of the board of the Houston Association of Realtors. What got you interested in selling homes? You know, probably I could go all the way back to when we purchased our first home. I was a teacher back then at the time, but I remember going through the process for the first time. I was just really drawn to it and fascinated by it. Uh, After I was teaching, I stayed home for a couple of years and I just kept always kind of bringing it up. And finally, one day my husband was like, well, just go get your license and, and give it a try. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And now here we are 12 years later. Um, I don't think I'll ever do anything else. <laughs> I love it. It's a it's a great job. No two days are the same. You get to meet amazing people. I've made great friends from clients and just other people in the industry. And I think I'm here to stay. Yeah. And so teaching is kind of a a different uh, gig (laughs) than uh, selling homes. What traits did you pull in from, you know, your teaching experience? So actually it's, Funny how much the two careers kind of parallel each other, even though the schedules are totally different and what you're dealing with is totally different. You're still at the end of the day trying to help people and you're guiding them through a process. So when you're a teacher, you're working with children and you are trying to get them to a goal by the end of the year, you're breaking things down into simple steps, holding their hand every step of the way. And you're really kind of doing the same thing in real estate. When you're working with buyers or sellers, it's a stressful process. And it's kind of complicated. And I think teachers make really good realtors because we're really good at just communicating. Here's exactly what's going to happen next and breaking it down and making it easy for them to understand. Because what I've learned is when people understand what's happening and what's coming, they're far less stressed nothing's a surprise. And then at the end, you know, you you form this great bond, kind of like you would do when you were a teacher with your students. So both very rewarding, both very different when it comes to a lot of things, but also really similar, I think, in the aspect of how you relate to people and help them. So talk to me a little bit about your experience as chair of HAR. So it's actually, um, a lot of people may not know, but you don't just become chair one year all of a sudden. You're, you're not just kind of plucked out of obscurity. First, you have to run for our board of directors. And we have 24 directors who help make the decisions for our 47,000 members. And so when you serve on that board, then you can be elected to the executive committee, what we call our executive team, which is um, five people. And you start as secretary treasurer and every year you work your way up. So by the time you get to be chair, You've served on the board for several years. You've now been in a five-year kind of pipeline, working your way closer and closer to it. So it, it's a big commitment. It's a big time commitment, but something that I've really enjoyed. You get to help guide what happens to your members and the industry and what's going on in your association. You get to do a lot of fun stuff like this, <laughs> like be on podcasts. And um, probably the best thing that has come out of it is I have to give all the market updates because any press request that comes to HAR goes to the chair. So any week I might do three to five TV, print, 
radio interviews, I have never been better at talking about what's going on in the market <laughs> than I have been this year, which has actually turned into a good thing for my clients. I've gotten really good at being able to communicate to them exactly what's going on because as you probably are aware, it's been kind of a crazy couple years in real estate. And so back to that education piece, I can now use it to really educate my clients so they know exactly what's going on. And can you kind of provide an example of like what it's like to tell, you know, your client about uh, the market and how things are doing? Yeah, definitely. So we hear a lot of things. Consumers hear things in the news or they read headlines and they sometimes make assumptions that aren't necessarily true. So one thing, especially over the past two years, we've had such a steep increase in prices. My team, when we were working with buyers, things were starting to get so expensive and they would go, you know what, never mind. We're just going to wait until prices come back down. <laughs> and one of the things, the benefit I have from serving this position is I'm constantly listening to economists and getting updates. And the fact is nothing is indicating that prices are coming back down anytime soon. They're not going to continue to increase as sharply as they have the last couple of years, but they are still going to increase this year and next year. So we can then use that information to say, hey, actually, if you decide you want to wait and now two years from now, you decide you want to get back in the market, you're going to be paying almost 10% more for the exact same home. So you didn't save yourself any money. You just rented for two years and all that money went away. And now you're going to actually pay more to get in a house. So just kind of things like that, or we're seeing a little bit of a slowdown in sales. And so some of the sellers are starting to panic and, well, I was going to list my house, but now I'm not because I hear that the market's shifting. Well, even though we are slowing down, we've been in a hyper seller's market for almost two years now. So even with a slight slowdown, our inventory is still below two months, which in most years would be considered a really, really strong seller's market. So just using actual data for what's going on out there, I think really helps people. So they, they aren't just making their decisions based on what they hear in the headlines. And so what would you say have been some of your biggest goals as a chair of HAR? Well, one thing that we've really tried to work on this year um, internally, we have a big new project we have rolled out for our members. We're one of the only associations in the country that has this service. And when agents need to show a home, we use what's called a showing service. We call a third party. We say, I want to show 123 Main Street at four o'clock today. They call the sellers. The sellers say, yes, you can come then or no, you can't. We get our showing instructions. You know, Is there an alarm code? All that kind of stuff. And we have traditionally paid a third-party company to do that. That last year, we decided to try to do that on our own. So we actually, from the ground up, built our own showing service for our members. And we have now actually been able to provide them the exact same service that they were all paying for, but be able to include that in their member dues. So that's been a really big undertaking. Like I said, we're the first association in the country to ever create our own showing service. So I have a feeling that since this is going really well for us, other associations are starting to call us and ask about it. And we could maybe even expand that platform out to other associations. So we do a lot of work for benefits for our members. What can we do to help them and make their lives easier? But we also really focus on consumers. So we just came out with an, a housing affordability index. That's something new that we created this year. So if people or companies are looking to move to Houston. They now have this index they can look at with real data about how affordable home prices are here. And we've also done a big joint partnership with Houston Crime Stoppers this year, because unfortunately in this really tight 
real estate market, we saw a big increase in scams and people who were losing their money, especially renters, scammers were taking homes that were listed for sale or for rent, posting them on sites like Facebook Marketplace. And people were sending them security deposits and first month's rent, uh, and they were getting scammed. The person they were communicating with didn't even own the property. So we're really trying to educate the public about things like that and you know how realtors can educate them and help get them through the process and watch out for them because we, we hate to hear of anybody ever losing money. Yeah. Uh, how do you approach informing the community about scams? So we did a partnership with Crime Stoppers. We've taken out billboards all over Houston, kind of letting people know to keep an eye out for this. Uh, all the billboards say, if it's too good to be true, it probably is because that's unfortunately what is getting a lot of these people. They see such a great house at a great price. And so they want to jump on it. They don't want to lose it. And they do things that they maybe shouldn't do in order to try to get that home. So we've partnered with them. We've done billboards. We've worked with the police department have done a lot of promotional things to educate people on what they should look for. For example, we recommend that they Google the address. And if they're seeing different information posted on different sites, it's one price over here, but it's another price over here. Well, then that's kind of a red flag. Or if somebody is trying to really pressure you to send money quickly, um, that can be a red flag too. If nobody ever meets you at the property, they just give you a code and tell you to go look at it on your own. That can be a red flag. So we've done a lot of media and press to try to get the word out because we want as many people to know about that as possible so they know what the right steps are. And going back to the showing service, what were the challenges in putting that together? Well, part of it was nobody had ever done it, <laughs> so uh, which was a challenge, but also kind of cool. We just got to whiteboard it. And the benefit that we had was we have 47,000 members that gave us their input. So this really was entirely built on what actual practitioners wanted. And we started with our technology advisory committee. And what would you like to see? What do you wish that it did? And, you know, they had a ton of ideas. Oh, it'd be cool if it does this. Oh, I like how this other service does this. And we really get to pull from what realtors are doing day to day and what they need. And we keep tweaking it and improving it um, and trying to make it better and better. So once we released it, we got a lot of feedback. People said, hey, could you change this? Hey, it'd be great if it could also do this. And we've been taking all that feedback and making changes really quickly because we're not a big corporation. You know, we have a small technology staff and they're able to get in there and get things done really fast. So it's been kind of fun to just whiteboard it and watch it grow from, from its inception. And then we had really great adoption when we rolled it out. And our, our goal is to expand it and hopefully get to the point where every member in Houston is using it. Very cool. And so you kind of touched on this a little bit. You mentioned that home prices are not going to go down. They're obviously always going to go up. What factors would you say are impacting home prices at the moment? Well, I think supply and demand is what drove our prices over the last two years. So when I hear people say they're worried about a bubble, they're thinking of maybe 2008. This isn't like that. That was caused because people who never should have got a mortgage were getting mortgages and getting houses. This is a supply and demand issue. That takes a long time to unwind. We're gonna really have to see sales slow down, building increase. It's probably gonna be several years before we're really caught up to where we have enough inventory for everybody. So supply and demand has been the major factor in what drove prices up. You also just kind of had this perfect storm of, we had really low interest rates, we had a pandemic, 
where people shifted to work from home. And so a lot of them now didn't have to be tethered to where they worked, didn't have to live, you know, within driving distance of where they worked. They could now move anywhere. So that uh, people were a lot more fluid and, and had a lot more leeway in where they could live. So we saw a lot of people from the city come out to the suburbs where they could get bigger homes. Also, you were trapped in your house <laughs> for, <laughs> for a while there. And so if you weren't happy in your house, it never was it more apparent to you that, that you needed more space or that you needed a study or that you really wish you had that pool until we all had to stay in our homes and not go anywhere else. So I think it was just kind of a perfect storm of all these factors coming together that really drove this demand for housing. You did mention a little bit that, you know, obviously every industry across the country <laughs> faced a slew of challenges in the past two years, but I think the residential real estate market was unique in that it actually boomed. Can you speak to the challenges that that, that presented? You know, I will be the first one to tell you when we first went into lockdown, I was in panic mode. I was thinking, oh my gosh, all these people, they're not going to have jobs. So their homes are going to go on foreclosures and real estate's going to be in the toilet. And am I ever going to sell a house again? We had the same level of fear that I think everybody did when um, everything started and we didn't know what was going to happen. So if you had told me then that we were actually about to go into the hottest real estate market that we've ever seen, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't have believed you. Um, but a some things that, you know, tie into the pandemic. So we did see some people go into forbearance because they weren't working, they weren't paying their mortgages. And the big concern was then those people were going to go into foreclosure and we were going to have this flood of foreclosures hit the market. What happened instead is since all the home buyers came out of the woodwork and drove the prices up, we actually saw very, very few homes go into foreclosure because people gained so much equity all of a sudden in their house. It was really hard to be underwater on your house. If you wanted to get out from under it, you could sell it in one weekend for a lot more than what you paid for it. So, so that was kind of one of the fears that we had in the beginning that didn't turn out to be true. And then just, we had to adapt kind of like everybody else. There was suddenly this huge demand for houses, but people couldn't necessarily travel or be out or see things. We started doing virtual open houses and a lot more virtual showings and virtual tours. I now do way more FaceTime showings with people who are out of state than I ever did before. Um, we've also had a big influx of people coming to Texas over the last two years. So there's just been a lot of factors at play that have really driven the housing market over the last two years. And it, it's not at all what I thought it would be when we went into it, but it, it has been crazy. Um, um, and and fun and tiring and exhausting. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And and you're in a unique position in that you're a real estate agent in the Katy and West Houston area, but you're also in charge of uh, your chair of HAR. Uh, mm -hmm. So where about are you seeing most of the demand for home buying? So we saw over the last year, the suburbs really saw the biggest increase in sales. I think that goes back to that whole work from home thing. A lot of people, even now if they're going back in the office, aren't having to be back in the office five days a week. So they don't mind a, a bit of a longer commute. So we really saw the north side of Houston, northwest, southwest, all kind of the outer rings of Houston saw a big increase in sales because homes are more affordable when you get outside of the city. I know I had some clients, they both worked to downtown. They lived in a smaller, older house that was within driving distance of downtown. They had their first baby on the way. And the minute that it switched to work from home, they came out here to Katy and got you know, a house that was three times the size of the one they had before. They have a huge yard. They're in a master plan community with lots of amenities and things like that. And they never would have done that if they still had to commute downtown every day. So we really saw that play into people's decision on where they wanted to live. 
Jennifer Wahab joining us. In our next segment, she talks about what's trending in Houston's real estate market when Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual Insurance Company, we celebrate the workers who keep your business growing strong. They're a vital part of our community, and we're proud to be on the job with 1.5 million of them every day. More at texasmutual.com slash on the job. And what trends are you kind of starting to see in these different areas for as far as like wants for homes? New construction is still really popular. I think people like getting something that has the latest bells and whistles. A couple of things that I've noticed is some of the builders are now starting to build floor plans with two home offices. Before, just having one home office was kind of considered a luxury. But if your kids were homeschooling or you now, you and your spouse are both at home, I can say that because I'm sitting in my home office right now and my husband is working in the kitchen. <laughs> we would love to have a house with two offices because he now works from home as well. So so that's one trend. Um, but people just, they wanted space. They wanted to be able to, to get outside. Neighborhoods that had a lot of amenities to offer, parks, pools, clubhouses, things like that have done really well. And so I think people are just ready to, especially if they've lived inside the loop or inside the city for a while and have just really been packed on top of each other. They're they're enjoying moving out where they can have a lot more space to themselves. One of our reporters actually recently wrote a story about luxury mobile home communities. What are your thoughts on that? I haven't heard a ton about that, but I will say manufactured homes have come a long way. <laughs> if you uh, have seen them recently, uh, there are some people that I know or pictures that I've seen of some that I would never have guessed it was a manufactured home. They actually can make them really nicely now. Housing affordability is becoming a big issue. We've seen prices increase at a really sharp pace and wages have not increased as much. And so I think as Houston becomes a more and more expensive place to live, then affordable options are going to become more and more desirable. So I can absolutely see that trend uh, taking hold because that's a way for you to get into a home without um, having to pay these sky high prices. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing that we kind of have been writing about a lot is uh, build to rent communities. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a new thing, too, that we've been watching. These institutional investors, we've always had real estate investors, but they were typically people who had, you know, one, two, some of the big investors maybe had a dozen homes that they owned around around town that they would rent out. And in the last two years, we've seen a a big increase in these institutional investors, these companies that are coming in and buying hundreds of homes to hold on to. Part of that is because they have seen housing is a really good investment. That's why I encourage everybody to try to buy a home if you can, because it is one of the safest, strongest financial investments that you can make. And if you look at the charts over time, real estate almost always appreciates, even if we have a little dip here and there. Um, And most stocks and things like that, you can't necessarily say the same thing. So it's a really safe, stable investment. And these companies have figured out they can make a lot of money by getting into real estate. So we have entire communities now that are owned by these institutional investors that are literally new construction homes that are being built to rent, not to sell to buyers. Now, my concern as a realtor is when we have these institutional investors buying up all these homes, that sucks up inventory, makes it really hard for home buyers to get a property because there isn't as much available. It's a kind of a new concept. And so we're really just kind of watching it right now to see where it goes. Um, but they're starting to pop up all over Texas. And it's definitely, it's happening right here in our backyard. 
Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it's kind of an answer to prices kind of going up, like you mentioned. And I was curious, like, what ways are you seeing inflation impact potential first-time homebuyers? Yeah, it's been tough for first-time homebuyers because not only have prices gone up so much, but then they are having to pay so much more for everything else, you know, gas and food and all of that. So it leaves less disposable, I don't want to say disposable income because paying for a home is not disposable income, but it leaves less money there to then pay for housing. And so they're really kind of feeling the squeeze because houses are getting more and more expensive and they have less money to spend on housing because they're having to pay more for everything else. So that first time home buyer market is really, really tight because you have investors who buy in that price range because that's a good kind of rental price range. Then you have all these people who are trying to get into that first home and it's that entry level price point. It's not quite as hard once you move up and you have more expensive home that you can then sell and leverage to, to move into something else. So just even getting their down payment together is tough for them. There are down payment assistance programs and we're trying to educate the public about those. And there's programs that can just help you um, make your offer stronger. If you, you, they can make you a cash buyer. We have, we're called power buyers. There are these companies that will take, they're going to give you a loan for the house, but they're going to let you make a cash offer. So if you're competing with multiple people on a home, that can make your offer a lot stronger. So there are a lot of resources and things out there that I don't think a lot of people know about, which is why I just try to tell people, don't just assume you can't afford a home. Call a realtor and sit down with them. Let them talk you through all the things that are out there and you never know one of them might work for you. Kind of piggybacking off of that, what advice do you have for first-time home buyers? So the first thing, exactly what I just said, but I do mean it, is is get with a realtor because especially your first time going through the process, you don't know what you don't know. And so just what are you going to be required of out of pocket? Some people assume they're going to have to have more than they are going to need to get in a home. Some people don't um, factor in the, the cost of inspections and appraisals and surveys and things like that. So just getting with a professional who does this full time, day in and day out, who can explain the whole process to you, who can connect you with lenders or like I mentioned, some of these other programs out there or down payment assistance programs to get you on the right path. But the other thing is too, you have to remember if you're in a first time home buyer price point, you're probably going to be competing with other people for homes. If they have an agent who knows all the ins and outs and exactly what to do to make their clients offer the strongest, you're really at a disadvantage if you're trying to do things on your own. So it's great to go get with a realtor. Up front, it does not cost you anything. You just get with them. They can explain how the entire process works. So I highly recommend doing that first. And then you have kind of like a coach, an advisor, somebody who can get you hopefully to that end goal of getting in your first home. I guess finally, what are your predictions for the housing market in the Houston area? And maybe, I don't know if you can speak to Texas as a whole, but um, if you can, then that would be great too. <laughs> well, what I'm seeing is we are pretty much on track for what we thought this year was going to be like. So the National Association of Realtors, their economist at the beginning of the year said he thought home prices were going to increase another 4%, but total sales were going to decrease by 3%. That's not a lot. That's a slight slowdown in sales. Sales, but it's not a lot. Uh, and what I'm saying right now, I would say here locally, is we are pretty much on track for that. We're starting to see a little bit of a slowdown in closings each month. Homes are starting to sit on the market for a little bit longer. So our inventory levels are starting to creep up, but we are still at record high prices. And we don't think those are necessarily going to come down anytime soon. So we really are kind of tracking for what we thought. 
we couldn't stay in that market we were in forever. You know, eventually we were going to hit a natural ceiling and kind of a natural place where we started to level off. And I think we are starting to see that shift right about now where homes are taking a little bit longer to sell. Prices are still really good. If you're a buyer, that's a good thing. You know, more homes on the market gives you more options. If it's not as competitive, you can maybe negotiate some better terms for yourself. So I think we're starting to see a little bit of a leveling off. And I think we'll probably stay there through the end of the year. Well, thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to chat with me today. No, happy to do it. I love talking about real estate. So anytime. (laughs) Thanks to Houston Association of Realtors Chair Jennifer Wahab for joining us. And thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Texas Business Journals. And brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. Texas.